Hi, I'm Matt Balsman, Regional Editor for Hagadone Media Montana. First off, a huge thank you for tuning into our podcast over the past year. Your support means the world to us, and it's inspired us to dive deeper into the world of podcasts. We've got some exciting updates to share with you. You might notice a fresh look and feel to our podcast lineup. We've revamped things a bit, breaking our shows into four distinct podcasts to make your listening experience even better. First up, Interlake News Now is simply News Now. Here you'll get Taylor's headlines, Melissa's local events, and all the timely news updates you need. Sports Now is now Keeping Score, where you can stay up to speed on local prep sports. Then there's Deep Dive. This podcast is all about exploring the stories of local people, businesses, and ideas. And if you missed last summer's Maritime Mystery Series, don't worry. It's now the first season of Deep Dive. And of course, our monthly concert series, Press Play, now has its own podcast. Get ready for exclusive interviews with local musicians and all things Press Play. You can find links to all these new podcasts listed in the description of this episode. Or simply search for Daily Interlake wherever you listen to podcasts. Once again, thank you for your incredible support. If you enjoy what you hear, be sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Welcome back to another edition of the Interlake Sports Now. I'm your host, Josh Dugan, and this year is almost to an end, everyone. It's pretty crazy to say. Thank you so much for taking the time during this jam-packed holiday season. Always so much going on. Christmas parties, holiday parties, work parties, whatever it may be. Thank you for taking the time to check out this episode. It's much appreciated. We have a good one on our hands, as always. We're going to recap the local sports scene. We're going to get to a little bit of Grizz-related headlines, and then we'll dive into the Bobcats' season coming to an end after their 38-19 loss to South Dakota State on Saturday. But before we get to all that, today's episode is brought to you by Nomad. Go to the Flathead's best manufacturer. Nomad is a longtime supporter of the local community and sports scene, celebrating 20 years of building great careers and mission-focused custom vehicles. Nomad, a Montana-based company making a global impact. Visit nomadgcs.com for more info. That's nomadgcs.com for more information. Quick reminder, you can subscribe to the Daily Interlake E-Edition to get all your local news right at your fingertips. Check out thedailyinterlake.com for more information. Let's jump right into these headlines. Our first one is Grizz-related and related to the local prep sports scene in a way, a product of the local prep sports scene. Glacier High product, Patrick Rohrbach. Let's start that one over out of respect to Rohrbach at Bosch's name. Glacier High product Patrick Rohrbach wins FCS Punter of the Year after recording the second best, second best punting average in Grizzly program history, averaging 45.2 yards per punt. The Kalispell native totaled 2,170 yards on 48 punts on the season, dropping 18 inside the opponent's 20, and he boomed 15 punts of 50-plus yards with a long of 68 yards. He finished ninth this year in the Stats Performed Jerry Rice Award voting, given to the nation's top freshman player at any position. That's very impressive for a punter to be top 10 in the country, freshman at any position. He was also named to the All-American Freshman Team by by the Associated Press and, excuse me, Hero Sports All-American Freshman Team and the Associated Press placed him on the All-American Second Team for the entire country. So, very impressive year for Rohrbach. He's going to be flown out to Augusta, Georgia to take it. In the honors, it's going to be a banquet along with the FBS Best Punter is going to be awarded the Ray Guy Award. That's going to be Adam Korsak of Rutgers. One last interesting note here. 
Rohrbach averaged 45.2, like I said, which would have placed him in the top 15 punters in FBS, the entire country then, and would have been just two freshmen among them. The future is very bright for the Glacier product. And it is interesting, this is the second year in a row a Grizzly won the FCS Punter of the Year Award with Brian Buscini winning last season and then moving on to play at, I believe, Nebraska. So awesome to see the Glacier high grad Warbach thriving at the next level. And I've mentioned it before on the show, but don't sleep on that kid playing on Sundays one day because when you're performing like that as a freshman, it's going to get some attention on you. All right, one more piece of Grizz and Cats info right now, and then we're going to get to some more college football stuff later. So we did have some Grizzlies and Bobcats named to the FCS AP All-American team. Montana State had one player make the Associated Press FCS All-American team with defensive end Brody Grebe. was a third time, excuse me, a third team selection. I can't help but think the Bobcats probably had a few other guys who could have got their name called on that list. Kind of wonder if, you know, Montana, North Dakota kind of got slept on a little bit. North Dakota State, South Dakota State always get a lot of attention. I don't know. Montana State was a machine this year. Definitely could have seen a few other players make that list. But congratulations to Brody Grebe on the selection. And then for the Grizz, you had Montana safety, Robbie Howe, who was setting records all season long, so you could see that. He was a first-team selection by the AP, while Rohrbach, who we just, just mentioned, was a second-team selection. And Justin Ford, one of the best lockdown corners in the country, was a second-team selection as well. Major kudos to all those student-athletes honored by the Associated Press for their accolades on the football field. Keeping it moving, local volleyball product Taylor Hensley was named to the NAIA All-American team, which is the National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics. So Hensley was selected as an honorable mention, and the reason it's interesting here is because Hensley is a middle blocker from Kalispell and a Flathead High graduate. So very impressive. Helped Montana Tech go 24-9 on the year and win the Frontier Conference regular season title. Great stuff from Hensley on the accomplishment and all those other athletes for being recognized. So let's move right into the prep sports scene. We're going to start out with basketball and then we'll move it along to some of the other fun stuff with wrestling. So starting out prep basketball here, we're going to go get it going with Glacier. The Wolfpack boys basketball team was victorious on the road Friday night, picking up a 53-49 win over the Gallatin Raptors. Ty Olsen scored 17 points, including a couple buckets in the pivotal fourth quarter. As for Saturday, though, it's a little bit of a different outcome for Glacier, who fell to the Bozeman Hawks 49-43. Olsen was also the leading scorer for the pack with 14 points in that ballgame. As for the Glacier girls on the weekend, Friday night, the Glacier girls basketball team fell to the Gallatin Raptors 55-51, Kennedy Moore drilled four three-pointers and scored 15 points for the pack. Teammate Charlotte Osler poured in 15 points, and Noah Fincher added 12 for Glacier. Saturday, although, did go the girls' Wolfpack's favor, taking home a 48-33 win over Bozeman, led again by Glacier's Kennedy Moore, who heated up from three to help claim the victory. Moore ended up with three three-pointers and scored 14 points on the day. So impressive stuff from Glacier. Both teams split. Hey, you'll take the wins. As for Flathead, the boys fell Friday to Bozeman, 62-49, and dropped their Saturday matchup with the Gallatin Raptors, 57-34. Braves junior Noah Cummings was the leading scorer for Flathead both days with 14 points in each contest. We discussed Flathead earlier on the year, very young, athletic team. They're still putting it together. Plenty of time left for these student-athletes to get it flowing on the court. Excited to see the future for them. They have a lot of potential despite maybe not picking up the most wins early. It happens. Sometimes those bumps in the road just make you better. So for the Flathead girls, they won Friday night 54-39 versus the Bozeman Hawks with another Kennedy Moore, this one time a Flathead, leading the Bravettes with 20 points on the evening. 
The Bravettes did drop their Saturday matchup with the Gallatin Raptors, 40-34. to It was the Bravettes' first loss of the season after winning their first three games. A few other scores from around the Valley and surrounding areas. Big Fork knocked off Mission Saturday, 71-34. Nick Walker had 28 points for the Vikings, while Isaac Epperly and Eli Thornis chipped in 12-10, and 10 respectively. The Big Fork girls did continue the strong start to their season Saturday with a 65-19 win over Mission. Big win. Columbia Falls on Friday took home a 66-51 victory over Browning. Chase Hill and Hunter Goodman were big for the Wildcats on the perimeter. Hill finished with 17, and Goodman and Goodman was actually big in the on the interior um, with 19. I was at that game. Great post work from Hunter Goodman, finished with 19. The pair combined for 20 free throw attempts on the night. Maurice Head, Redhorn, excuse me, the third, led the Indians with 14 points. That was Maurice Redhorn, the third, led the Indians with 14 points. But this was the big staff from that one that tells the summary of that game. Hard-fought game, both teams going at it. 55 combined free throws at the night, on the night. So you know it was a back-and-forth chippy battle, and they were going at it. Fun stuff to watch. Kudos to those student-athletes for leaving all on the court. The Wildcats did follow that up Saturday with another win, this time winning by 39 over Florence, 79-40. to Hill again finished with 17 points, and this time Cody Schweiker chipped in 15 and route to the victory. Meanwhile, the Columbia Falls girls fell to Browning Friday, 74-53. Lish Spoonhunter led the way for Browning with 18 on the evening. We mentioned that Browning fell to Columbia Falls on Friday. They bounced back on, and this is, this is the Browning boys this time. We mentioned the Browning fell to Columbia Falls on Friday. They bounced back this time with the 75-54 win over Whitefish, led by Robert Reagan, who had 16 points and hit four three-pointers. Impressive stuff right there to get back on track. Whitefish fell there, and Whitefish also fell to Corvallis Friday, 77-56. to Nation, Mason Kelch did put up 25 Friday for Whitefish. Bright spot, hit four three-pointers. The Whitefish girls took home a win Friday over Corvallis, 49-27, to with Bailey Smith scoring 18. Jude Perry added 11 for the Bulldogs. All right, one last basketball thing, and then we'll get going to the wrestling. Polson beat Libby. Saturday, 67-48, to 48, the Pirates were led by Jarrett Wilson, who poured in 28 points. Libby's Tyler Anderson had 21 to lead the way for the Loggers. So impressive stuff there. The Polson girls took home a win as well, 40-14 to 14 over Libby, with a 17-0 run in the second quarter, highlighting the Polson girls' victory. All right, let's move it on to the wrestling world. The Flathead girls worked to a third-place finish at the CMR Holiday Classic in Great Falls on Saturday. Bella Downing was the Bravettes' only individual champion. Mike and Lee, Lucille Libby, and Olivia Reinhardt finished fourth in their classes. Ryan Kohler placed sixth for the Bravettes. As for the Glacier girls, Brooke Yeadon and Jessalyn Hewitt took home individual championships on the day. Madison Frazier and Jasmine Cartwright finished in second and third place respectively at 152. And Arian Conklin was fourth at 114. Here's a quote from Glacier head coach Ross Dankers. Yeadon is so solid and methodical. She has a great sense of winning concepts. Madison really grinded through a tough match in the semis, and it was awesome to see her grit. The Wolfpack boys were led by Tegan Vasquez in the tournament, who won at 132 and moved to 12-0 on the season. Very impressive. Aiden Krause and Caleb Schein finished third in their respective weight classes, and Josh Melton placed fifth for the Wolfpack. Here's a quote from Coach Dankers as well. Tegan has just remained so dominant and controlled. He is so tough on top. It is rare anyone gets away without... with. Out him letting them. Quote, continues, Shine took a nice step towards beating a Saul Great Falls placer from last year. That was the end of the quote from Dankers there. Impressive stuff from Vasquez and the rest of the Glacier squad. 
Also, represent the local area in that tourney was Columbia Falls. Justin Windauer was the champion at 152 for the Wildcats, and Sam Bennett was sixth for the Wildcats, and Sheridan Black was fifth at their respective weights. The Flathead Brave at, or excuse me, the Flathead Brave Brawlers were busy competing in the 51st annual 2022 Tri-State Wrestling Tournament. Let's start that one over. So the Flathead Brave Brawlers were out in Idaho competing in the Tri-State Wrestling Tournament on the North Idaho College campus. This was the second time that they won the tournament. Spoiler alert, they took home the victory in this one. And it was the second time they've won the tournament under head coach Jeff Thompson. The last win came way back in 2008, so it was 14 years ago. Impressive stuff. Flathead had two champions at their individual weight classes with Gabe Blake and Anders Thompson taking home the crowns. Noah Pohan took second at 182, while Diesel Thompson, K Troop, Gunner Thompson, and Sawyer Troop all took third. Here's some quotes from head coach Jeff Thompson on the Braves' performance in the Tri-State Tournament. What a great weekend for Flathead Wrestling. It's just so fun to watch this team's momentum as the tournament progresses. The tougher the matches, the better this team performs. This team just never backs down. We were very aggressive and always looked to strike first. End quote. So, great stuff from the Flathead squad. Always a team to watch in the wrestling world, and it seems like this year they got another good one. All right, before we get to that Bob t- Bobcats talk and some prep players with the week action, here's a message from the team at Nomad. At Nomad, the key to our success has always been the amazing talent and experience of our team. Based in one of the most beautiful places on earth, our Kalispell, Montana headquarters is home to some of the most skilled engineers, integrators, software developers, welders, electricians, carpenters, mechanics, and professional staff in the market. Our team is dedicated to working collaboratively with our value clients to ensure success in every mission. Join our team. Check out our careers page at nomadgcs.com careers to view current job openings and to submit an application. All right, go check that out, nomadgcs.com slash careers. Good stuff right there. And always remember, you can check out all those prep recaps in the Sunday edition of the Daily Interlake or online at thedailyinterlake.com. Let's get to those prep players of the week presented by Hagadone Media Group Montana. The team in Montana is here to help you grow. Our skilled team will assess your marketing goals and craft ROI-focused campaigns home to meet your business needs. Our integrated marketing solutions will help your people find you wherever they are looking whether it's Google, YouTube, apps, or your local newspaper. Contact Anton at 406-758-4410 for more information. That's 406-758-4410 for more information. All right, let's start out those Rep Player of the Week honors with Columbia Falls softball athlete Sydney Mann. We're jumping ahead to spring sports a little, but you'll get why here. Mann recently announced her commitment to play college softball for Nichols State University. Thanks to our friends at the Hungry Horse News for the following article on Mann and her softball journey. Columbia Falls softball slugger Sydney Mann made it official recently signing a letter of intent to play softball for the Nichols State University Colonels next year. Mann is the first Columbia Falls softball player to play Division I ball. Very impressive stuff right there. The senior batted over 500 for the Wildcats last year and had an on-base percentage of over 600. She said she plans on playing shortstop and for the Wildcats, this season, her goal, win state. Awesome stuff. Can't argue with a goal like that. Best of luck to the Wildcats slugger on her softball journey at the college level. First um, Wildcats, I believe it said, to play Division One softball. So that's really cool to see. All right, moving on to the basketball world. Actually, stick with Columbia Falls. That just worked out there. Prep player of the week, Chase Hill. For his efforts on the basketball court, back-to-back 17-point games and helped lead Columbia Falls to the undefeated weekend with wins over Browning and Florence. Like I said, I was at that game Friday versus Browning. 
and Hill was the guy who just played that key role every time Brownie made a run or really stepped up that press defense. Hill found a way to weave through and kind of make a play, keep the Wildcats on track. So very impressive stuff there from Hill. And like I said, he followed it up Saturday with another solid game. On to the wrestling world. Flathead boys wrestlers Gabe Lake and Anders Thompson take home the prep player of the week honors and flathead girls wrestler Bella Downing takes home the honors for winning their individual championships at their tournaments over the weekend. Lake and Thompson were competing in the tri-state tourney in Idaho like I mentioned and Downing was at that CMR Classic. Kudos to those flathead wrestlers. We also have some Glacier wrestlers on the prep player of the week list. Glacier boys wrestling we have Tegan Vasquez could have seen that coming after moving to 12-0 on the season and taking home that individual championship at the CMR tournament. Well, Brooke Eden and Jessalyn Hewitt also took home championships at their weight classes at that CMR tourney. Kudos to those Glacier wrestlers and all of our prep players of the week. Remember, those were your prep players of the week presented by Hagadone Media Group Montana. The team in Montana is here to help you grow. Our skilled team will assess your marketing goals and craft ROI-focused campaigns home to meet your business needs. Our integrated marketing solutions will help your people find you wherever they are looking, whether it's Google, YouTube, apps, or local newspaper. Contact Anton at 406-758-4410 for more information. That's 406-758-4410 for more information. All right, let's move it on to a little college football, and we'll wrap this thing up. It was a quick show. It's the holidays right now. Everybody's got a lot going on, and the sports world starts to simmer down just for a little bit after it was red hot the last few weeks with so much prep sports action. Kind of mellows out finally, but hey, I was all for it. Been loving covering this Bobcats team this season. Their season, unfortunately, did come to a 38-19, excuse me, come to an end after a 38-19 loss to South Dakota State this past weekend. So I'm going to recap that game just a little bit, kind of give my thoughts on the game more than anything, my thoughts on the Bobcats this season. And then, like I said, we're in the works for a little Grizz season recap show. We're going to have a Bobcats season recap show. So we'll dive into the college football stuff a lot more, get into the offseason stuff soon enough. But for today, we're going to keep it pretty short and sweet and just give the thoughts on this performance in the season as a whole. So the Bobcats, they started the game out just like they needed to. They allowed a touchdown. You don't want to do that. But they came right back down the field. They struck back. They scored. It looked like that Bobcats big cat, little cat, dual quarterback approach with Sean Chambers and Tommy Mallott was working. It was effective. They went right down the field. They overcame a couple third downs, I believe, maybe converted on a fourth and goal, something like that. All of a sudden, Sean Chambers leaves the game after that drive. You have Tommy Mallott and Chambers going out there that whole first drive. Chambers was lining up under center. Mallott at receiver or running back. They'd run a motion. All of a sudden, Mallott's at quarterback. Chambers is on the outside. There was so much deception going on. They had a uh, a great end-around type play where they hit Clevin Thomas down the field where Mallott handed to Chambers, or excuse me, Chambers handed it to Mallott, and then Mallott threw a strike. They were getting very creative. And then Sean Chambers leaves the game, completely changed the dynamic of that ball game, completely cha- altered the game plan for the Bobcats. And ultimately, it really allowed that Jackrabbits defense, who is top-notch, to just dial in on stopping Tommy Mallott. And the big hits started piling up. And, you know, next thing we know, late in the game, we did see Mallott leave due to an injury. So, and he probably would have been playing if it was, it, it seemed like, I'm not sure if he was diagnosed with a concussion or anything like that, but it seemed like it was just the gate was out of hand. The quarterback's taking a beating. It's time to throw in the towel, which, you know, I hate to say as a, co- as a coach or a player, you always want to keep fighting. But that wasn't the Bobcats' day. 
You're playing in nine-degree weather, minus 18 with the wind chill, icy field for a team who runs the ball with their quarterback. You can only take so many hits in those conditions, and it showed. So ultimately, here's the stat of the day from that one that pretty much sums up how this one went for Montana State. Tommy Malak carried the ball 17 times for a total of three rushing yards. Three rushing yards, yeah. That is crazy. So you got to give credit to South Dakota State for their game plan and ability to slow that down. In total, the Bobcats ran the ball 34 times for 52 yards. So just was not their day. They've had this absolutely potent rushing attack all season long. And, you know, sometimes you just, it's a chess match and you meet meet the wrong piece. And that's just kind of what happened. They got outplayed on the day. I mentioned last show that Jack Rabbits held the Iowa Hawkeyes of the Big Ten who are known for being one of the best rushing teams in the entire country at the FBS level year in and year out. They held them to 1.6 yards per carry on 35-plus carries earlier this year. So I can't say it's a total shock that they shut down that Bobcats rushing attack, but I did not see a lockdown performance like that on the horizon from the Jackrabbits, and I did not see them containing Tommy Malott quite like that after Holy Cross ran all over him. But kudos to the South Dakota State coaching staff. Credit to their defense. They were prepared. They took advantage of the elements, and they won the football game. Now, I do got to say, Tommy Malott, he kept fighting. He kept making plays. The conditions were clearly an impact. It made it very hard to throw the football down the field. And without Chambers in the game, they really just started dialing in on Malott. That being said, he made some really nice throws. And, you know, it's it's a caveat that maybe isn't even worth mentioning. It's kind of a footnote because you, you're trying to make a championship game. You're not worried about making some accurate throws. I don't think that's why Tommy Malott was out there. He wanted to win that football game. But he made some nice throws. And he and he was impressive as a passer in terrible conditions. And to me, it really kind of shows that going forward, he has two more years. He's going to evolve as a passer. And the Bobcats are only going to get better as an offense. So I just thought it was worth mentioning because he doesn't always get the credit he deserves for his passing ability. And he made some on-the-money throws in some terrible conditions, stayed in the pocket, took the big hits, did everything you want from a guy slinging the football. It was impressive. Despite the loss and the way they lost, that was the one thing that stood out as a bright spot moving on. Now, overall thoughts on this season. We'll get to Malat in a second. The Bobcats, they lost two games on the year. Excuse me. Had to move for the mic there. They had two games that they lost, both on the road. Their first loss versus a top 25 FBS school. Oregon State finished the season as number 17 in the country, and they just beat the Florida Gators 30-3 to in a bowl game. So Oregon State was the real deal. The Bobcats lost by about 40 to them. I think it was like 70 to 28, roughly. That's an estimate. But they put up more points than the Florida Gators did, so there's that. So that's their one loss on the road versus a, a top school. I believe it was a neutral site, but it was in Oregon, so it was on the road. And then their second game that they lost, obviously, was just for South Dakota State there this past weekend who has a ton of NFL-caliber talent on both sides of the football, especially defense, just a tough defense to play. So all in all, you lose to the number one FCS team in the country and the number 17 FBS school in the country. The Bobcats this season, is like, it's really hard to find the negative. I mean, Sean Chambers stays healthy. You might be looking at a different ballgame. So this Montana State program has so much to build on. I really think it's all positives to take away from this season. It's been a real pleasure covering the Bobcats this season on the pop, on the podcast and watching them, whatever, just covering them for the show because their offense was so much fun to watch. One of the best, most well-coached teams I've seen in a while, and their offense was so dynamic. It was just I really enjoyed tuning in every week. 
as far as Tommy Mallott, he's going to be back next season. He showed a lot of promise as a passer, and his running is clearly he's one of the best running quarterbacks in the country already. I think he's going to get that much better, evolve as a passer, and really take a couple leaps. Sean Chambers also has more eligibility, so it's going to be a matter of health for him. But if he's healthy and back on the field in that Brett Vegan offense with offensive coordinator Taylor Housewright, the sky is the limit for the Montana State program moving forward. And like I said, it didn't end quite how Bobcats Nation would have hoped for, but there's a lot of positives to take away, and it's exciting to see this program grow, definitely. So it's going to be a very fun offseason as far as recruiting and all that goes for both Montana State and the Grizz. We're going to be diving into all that stuff on the show. As far as the Bobcats, we'll wrap it up with this. They'll head into 2023 with 20 straight home victories, two of the best quarterbacks in the FCS, and one of the best offensive systems in the country. So, like I said, the sky's the limit for MSU. We're going to put together a little Bobcat season recap and an offseason show soon enough. So, Bobcats Nation, you keep an eye out for that. And any Grizz fans who sat through the Bobcats talk, there is some Grizz action on the horizon. We're going to get into the season recap and an off-season special. I kind of wanted to wait till we had all these off-season accolades coming in, maybe get some recruiting news in there. So it's all coming together. All in all, though, you know, kudos to all the student-athletes from both schools, Montana State and the University of Montana. At the end of the day, these guys are student-athletes. They're balancing the books. It's a lot of hard work, and they're leaving it all on the football field, playing a tough brand of football both teams do that the state of montana can be proud of a lot of these athletes are montana kids and it's just easy whether you get caught up in the cat and grizz rivalry it's easy to take a step back for me at least to look at it all and go there's a lot to be proud of in this state when it comes to their football programs both these schools are the real deal and in my opinion when you look around the fcs level it's really south dakota state north dakota state and after that you can start making the argument Cats and Grizz are right there in that next echelon of top-tier schools who one day maybe they make the leap to the FBS because they have the talent, they have the fan base, they have the resources. So I keep saying the sky's the limit for the Bobcats. Sky's the limit for the Grizz, too. Both both teams have a bright future despite the seasons ending very differently. That's the beauty of football. You get back to it next year. You forget about the past. You throw that film in the trash. It didn't really help you, and you move on. And I think that's where... Ultimately, both these teams are going to take a lot of good away from this past season. The Bobcats probably a little bit more good, but they're both going to be ready to get back at it next season, figure out what didn't work and how you can take that evolution into being the one or two teams who are playing when it matters most in Frisco, Texas in January. So the Bobcats came so close, just short, and the Grizz, you know, they, they weren't so close, but... There's some, some bright spots. That SEMO win, I'll be thinking about for a long time. That was a fun game. So, all in all, thank you to everybody checking this one out. Before we wrap this thing up, I want to give a special thanks to Hagadome Media Group Montana for their support and remind everyone listening that this episode was brought to you by Nomad. Vote the Flathead's best manufacturer, Nomad, is a longtime supporter of the local community and sports scene. So bring 20 years of building great careers and mission-focused custom vehicles. Nomad, a Montana-based company making a global impact. Nomad has worked with NASA and various branches of the United States military. So you know Nomad is a name you can trust with your manufacturing needs. For more info, visit nomadgcs.com. I repeat, nomadgcs.com. That'll do it for today's show. I'm Josh Dugan. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Thank you to the Flathead's best manufacturer, Nomad. Thank you to Hagadome Media Group Montana for the support. And like I said before, 
Thank you guys for taking the time out of your busy schedule, guys and girls, to check out the show during this holiday season. We'll be back next week after Christmas with some end-of-the-year type stuff. We're going to be recapping the Grizz season, recapping the Bobcats, diving into all the basketball stuff. All in all, happy holidays, everyone. Stay safe out there. And thank you for checking in from this team here at the Interlake Sports. Thank you. Much appreciated.